having just reach out and giving words of affirmation is immense. Praying for people, the power, I firmly believe in the power of prayer. And it's not something to take lightly. So as Christians, just pray for healing, pray for peace uh, in that person's mind and that person's soul and, and help that. Um, and, and with everything going on right now, if you remotely know a veteran, it doesn't matter how long it's been since you talked to them, reach out, ask them how they're doing, ask them if they want to talk, ask them how they can support. You might get some really nasty answers back because that person is hurting or could be hurting. You might just get a lot of thanks. That person might be totally fine. It's, I've seen the entire gamut, but just taking that action is important. Um, and I think another thing to think about, right, is that, that this is one of the reasons we as Christians are given scripture. Well, there's lots of reasons, but this is one in that the Bible speaks to a wide variety of life experiences mm-hmm. that we ourselves have not gone through. So there's, there's so if you're, if you're a believer in Jesus and you're connected to God, you have things to bring to the table whether or not you've been through them sometimes yeah right because you can bring people a truth that transcends your own experiences yeah there's so many times that when you open up to when you open up to the holy spirit he can act through you god can can use you as a mouthpiece and speak to people that need to hear something specific you're just a conduit but that won't happen unless you listen for it, submit to it, and take that action. Put yourself in that situation. It won't just magically happen. It's not going to happen on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. For the love of God, do not just put something on social media and just say, oh, I did my part. No, you didn't. Um, don't be a bystander. Take action. Be proactive. And, um, and, and submit to that... Um, that opportunity to be a conduit and do some good work. Because I think one thing that we're missing in the general Afghanistan situation right now that I haven't had many people talk about is that the Bible deals a great deal with hurting people who have just just lost their entire civilization. Yeah. It's like a solid third of the book. Yeah. Right? Because you've got the exile in the Old Testament Mm -hmm. and like everything everything Jesus is saying to the people around him. He's speaking to a people who 40 years in the future are going to be exiles again. Yeah. Right? So there's lots of things that, you know, while we may be uh, sleepy Westerners at the mall, um, we may, there's lots of parts of the Bible that we just kind of like gloss over it's like, okay, Lamentations, Lost the City, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? But now suddenly, we should be able to see and experience how relevant those things are in addressing the human experiences in the world today. Yeah. So not only can it, not only does the Bible have things that we can share with other people in this time, mm-hmm. we have an opportunity to understand the world better through this and the Bible gives us a frame of reference for navigating these things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is a, 
a kind of a timeless story. I mean, I think of like specifically the book of Esther, Esther could have done nothing and been just fine. She would have kept her power, kept her title, kept her status. Wouldn't have been an issue. Um, but she didn't, she risked it all. She took action. She saved people. Um, even though she knew nothing of their suffering personally, because she lived a pretty luxurious life. Um, and that is an example that happened thousands of years ago and is still relevant today. And that's, that's the, the power of the stories that you're talking about. So right now, we as Christians, we do not have the power to go into Afghanistan and rescue all the people that need to be rescued right now. Mm-hmm. But what we do have is the opportunity to move courageously towards people. Yeah. Towards people. And, and there's lots of different people, groups of people who are suffering right now. Mm-hmm who we're commanded to love and care for and to not be afraid of mm-hmm. and to move towards loving those people in faith. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's a great power in that. And it's what we're called to and uh, it's what we need to embrace. Um, before we before we wrap up, is there anything else you've been you know, processing about all this that you think you kind of feel like you have to share? Um, and you don't have to say anything for that. I just want to make sure we've dotted all our T's. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I would say is that what, what people have done and what people are experiencing is very real. And I think people all too often um, our comfort as Americans allows us to say very unreal things um, and get away with it and feel good about it. So, you know, if you see a veteran hurting and all you say is thank you for your service, that's hollow. That's nothing. If all you, if you see everything that's going on and all you do is, you know, throw a couple hashtags on something, it's hollow. It's nothing. Take real action. There's real pain. Um, there's real suffering. And um, that's what we're called to do as Christians. Like, take real action. Do something. Do something positive. Get organized. Get involved in the organizations that are leading the charge on getting out um, vulnerable people in Afghanistan or are helping... Um, veterans and, and military members deal with with this because it's it's a big investment on their part too. Um, or just be a good f- person and just be a good friend and just take action. Just don't sit by the sidelines on this or anything else for that matter. You, know, you asked earlier, like, what can we do in general? Everything that we just said is still valid or is totally valid, but also hold your leaders accountable you know, talk, write your congressman, write the president, write whoever you can, whoever will listen and get involved because you don't want to be at the mall when something like this is going on in the world. And I think, I I think the other thing is that, um, often as Christians, we can feel like what we have to say is just kind of pithy and hollow mm-hmm. in, in times like this. And that, and if, and if, and that's the case, it may be 
it's not it's not because the Bible is pithy and hollow. It may be because we are reflecting it in a way that's pithy and hollow. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that we're actually understanding the gravity of what the Bible has to say and the relevance of what it has to say mm-hmm. and really thinking deeply and applying it deeply, yeah. not just in simplistic, um, you know, feel better kind of ways, but in a, in a way yeah. that really actually gets into the dirt of life like Jesus did. Yeah. Right. That is in people suffering with them. Yep. Take that onto himself. Yeah. Um, and is actually hands in the mud rather than an ivory tower somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And not, and just realize like nothing is beneath you. You know, Jesus dined with tax collectors and prostitutes. That was his company. There's, and he was the God of all. Like there's nothing beneath you. So prove it. That's the example that was set for us. It's, Jesus set an impossible standard, but we're still called to strive towards it. So go out there and do it. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening to the After Show. We'll see you next week. Thank you.